Hello, folks. It's Emmett here. Just want to give you a heads up before we start the show. Um, Craig, which is the little Discord bot we use to record the show, was giving us a lot of issues this week. Um, so it interrupted the podcast recording twice during the show. But don't worry, I was able to fix it during editing. For one of the edits, you don't even notice it pretty much. For the other edit, I do say, oh, sorry for the snafu, and that's what that is. So uh, it doesn't really affect the show too much, so just be aware of that. And also, uh, there's some uh, water log damage being repaired in the basement right now. So if you hear fans on my audio, that is what that is. Uh, once again, I plan on suppressing that, but just so you know, in case you're wondering what's that weird whirring in the distant background of Emmett's audio. Um, so that's all I got. Hopefully you're having a good day. Hopefully you enjoy the show. Uh, go vote if you haven't already. I know it's cutting it close by the time you're listening to this, but get out there and vote and enjoy episode 37 of the Players Club Podcast. Poppin' y'all, welcome back to the Players Club Podcast, episode 37, which I can now confidently say, since we did the catch-up and everything, I had to make sure I was getting the right numbers in podcasts, and now I can say we're recording episode 37, because 36 just went up, so we're going to keep that up for as long as I stay on the ball with posting these on time. Um, So speaking on time, we always got homeboy here, who's always on time with his rhymes, and he does crimes like he likes limes i don't know why i went and said all of that but what's up al (laughs) well technically i did some stuff that back in my youth my old the olden days that the the uh no no (laughs) uh i did some i did some things that let's just say jack sparrow what is he Ah, pirate oh okay you know what I was one of I, I was one of those people that got those letters and the and got yelled at by my parents. Damn that! I, I luckily I didn't get. If I did get any of those letters, my parents didn't tell me about that. But whew, that's a that's a tough road to rock. But I, I should have got told that if I kept if I continued doing it, they would disown me. Wow, that's that's some high stakes internet usage. Is all what I'll say there. Good God. Well, hey, it's fine now because now we can just pass our disc around and for movies, I don't know. Streaming services are, are so ubiquitous now you can watch almost want to, but that's a whole different topic. Uh, speaking of topics, the big topic for this week that we're going to get to in the second half of the show is Oscar bait game. Speaking of pirating, I'll say real quick, <laughs> when I was in college for like the first year, I pirated so many movies. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Like, I think I pirated every Best Picture winner for the last, like, 20 years and watched them over, like, two months. <laughs> so, so speaking of Oscar bait, there's your connection right there. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about Oscar baity games and what we kind of define that as. Uh, kind of a spinoff of a, a PS I Love You topic that was brought up on a Patreon uh, uh, after show. Uh, so, it's an obscure thing, but I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. So, we're going to make that the topic this week. But before we get to any of that, we're going to get to what we've been playing this week. And it seems like this week, yeah, this week I have a couple more games to say. So I'll just go ahead and kick us off this week. Um, with this one, I'll I'll go ahead and just go in order. Um, so the first game that I've been playing this week, uh, 
I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh, Risk of Rain 2 finally released the 1.0 update on consoles. Um, and so I've just been... People know me. People know I love Risk of Rain 2. So the core game, I don't have too much else to say. But as far as what they've added... Because this, this update has been on PC for a while now. And I have... I've enjoyed it there. But I really... I love playing Risk of Rain 2 on Switch. And... I would really want those trophies on PS4. So I try to put most of my time in there, despite most of my time having been played on PC already. And the things they've added, they now have... I've written about this in the review, because when I did the review, I reviewed the 1.0 version. But uh, there is now a scrapper in there. And basically what the scrapper is, uh, if you've played Risk Brain 2, you know that you're collecting a bunch of items that augment your damage, your healing abilities, your movement speed, uh, all these other things. Um, but now, if you see a scrapper, you can go to the scrapper, choose one of your abilities that you already have on you, or I guess choose one of your items that you already have on you, and you can break that down into scrap, and then you can use that scrap to go to a 3D printer, which is just a little console that you walk up to, and usually, for exchange of one of your items randomly, it will give you a certain item. So if you have a bunch of white items that you don't really know what they do, but you know there's a white item on the 3D printer that you really need, then you can go over there and it'll take randomly one of your items of that category or of that rarity color, I guess. They have white, uh, red. Uh, it'll take one of those and then give you another, give you that specific item. But if you're using the scrapper, it'll just give you scrap. And then when you go to the 3D printer, it'll prioritize that scrap. So you're not just giving away random items that potentially could be valuable. Um, so that's there. They also added a couple of new uh, bosses, <laughs> one of which really surprised me. I posted about it because I was really up late playing Risk of Rain 2 last night. So this is fresh in my mind. But I posted a video on Twitter about it. So one of the most iconic bosses in this game is, uh, what is it? Are the magma worms. That's what they're called. Uh, they're basically just like these giant flaming worms that just crawl through the map and they'll go underground and they'll pop back out and they're a real bitch to like hit, <laughs> especially if you're using like the Huntress, which is like an auto locking character. You can't really aim with her. So you have to get close number one and then number two, try to just hope your reticle goes on it as it's passing you. So it's just a really annoying thing to take out. And then once it goes underground, it pops up fireballs that just set everything around it on fire. Uh, it's a very spectacular boss, but now there's a new variant of that flame of that magma worm that is electrical based. <laughs> when this thing came out, it terrified the shit out of me because like it was just a bunch of lightning strikes came out of the sky out of nowhere. And then this giant blue thing came out the ground that I had never seen before. And I almost dropped my switch. I was like, fuck, what is this? And I was like an hour into the run already. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident. And then this new thing came and I was like, I do not feel confident at all. Um, and so, yeah, they got new they got new items here as well. I, I unlocked an item where it basically just sends your character into a frenzy for a couple minutes. So if you have really high attack speed, uh, then you can basically triple that attack speed for a couple seconds just to get a big chunk of health off of a boss or off of a couple enemies. And you pair that with the Warhorn, which also, once you use your special ability, the Warhorn will just give you a boost of attack speed for a couple seconds right after that. All of those combined, your attack speed can shoot up to like 800%. <laughs> it is very crazy, very broken, but just fun, just fun. Um, 
but overall the game hasn't changed fundamentally too much there is now an opening cutscene. so for people who the one of the most annoying things about risk of rain 2 before this update was when you start the game loads very quickly and everything's very instantaneous but it's all because it loads everything at the start so you'll be sitting there for a minute or two waiting for it to load now that they have this intro cutscene, it gives you something to watch, gives you something to do while you're waiting for the game to load in the background. Then after that cutscene, everything's pretty much instant. Um, and then from there, there's also a boss to now beat that you can now beat the game, which wasn't possible before. Um, and I haven't gone. I've beaten that boss on PC. I haven't beaten that boss on consoles yet. I was actually getting greedy and they have this is another new addition. They have. A different type of teleporter now to where instead of teleporting and it just sends you to another random stage they have a teleporter where you can choose it to send you to another random stage or go to the moon which is where you encounter the final boss fight and you can basically delay it if you think you're not powerful enough or expedite it if you want to keep the ever increasing difficulty from getting too hard to where the boss is impossible uh, and yeah I said fuck it I'm gonna get greedy let's keep going so I can get more rewards and got murked by a couple bosses so it is what it is there but um i'm sure i'm sure before too long i'll get to the boss fights in both of those on switch and ps4 that i finally get around to it so yeah risk of rain 2 still an excellent game still worth playing still one of the greatest games of all time in my eyes and i love it a lot <laughs> not much else to say about that it's it's good shit as always um any risk of rain 2 questions or do we want to open a can of one of the games you've been well how exactly would it would it be if i tried it Ooh, okay like if you gave this game uh i'd say i mean do you how much of an affinity do you have for third person shooters just in general um i kind of prefer third person to first person so Hmm, okay so you might be in that direction already i'd say I'd say it's worth a shot. I know Xbox had a free play days of it and you could try it for free there, but I'm sure at some point the game will either go on deep discount or it will be on another free to play weekend on Steam or something. They've done that a lot. What I would say is it's it's good for either a quick session or a long session, but the long sessions can get really long if you allow them to. Uh, I, I always say it's a great podcast game. Uh, if you listen to music or podcasts while you're playing, it's definitely great for that. Uh, but it's just really satisfying. Every time you get to the crescendo of a run where you just feel ultra powerful, because for the first few minutes, it's always, okay, I got to dodge all these enemies and they're spawning constantly and you feel like you're against the ropes. But once you collect enough items to where you're healing yourself with every attack and you got five or six double jumps and you're just... You're just floating in the air for half the round. That's when you start feeling powerful. And that's when the game really clicks. And it makes you feel... It just feels effortless at that point. Until the difficulty increases. And then that effortless feeling starts to feel a little bit more like you're on the ropes again. And then you just got to pick up the pace and get to the exit as soon as possible. So I, I think it's worth a shot. I, mm, I, I don't know... Because I know the games that you tend to like are like the more long form narrative based things like I'm thinking Dragon Ages, the Fallouts, that type of stuff. Um, it's, it's certainly not that type of game, but it's great for like a session or two, just when you're in the mood to just have a really satisfying gameplay experience in a real quick and relatively shallow way. This would be a good one for it. So uh, that's what I'll say on that one. Okay. 
So yeah, well, maybe what's before I get move on to or get to what what I've been playing. Uh, I don't know if you saw the tweet, but my PS5 or pre order got canceled. Wait a second, did you have one or two like pre orders in? I had two, but the main one that I was focusing on was was canceled. Ah, oh, god damn it! So, so yeah, go ahead. So I get I it, this happened about like uh, on like two days ago. So I checked Gmail. I, it, this is like. 10 30 11 o'clock at night i checked i checked gmail and i see i have a, an email from target saying uh please revise your payment method and it, it was dated on the front or dated on the 17th oh no so I, I read the emails and it says uh your your order is in place temporarily on hold and if it has not been, if it is not, if the, like the payment method isn't revised by this date, it will be automatic. It'll be auto canceled, and the date was the nineteenth. God damn! They give you two days. That's and, barely any time. Uh, I when I went when I did the whole like check the order. Yeah, I just said PS Five pre order and just said status canceled. Fucking <sighs> well, that does suck, but. Uh, there is a little bit of hope for you just because I, I've been seeing... I know Xbox One, those... Or Xbox One, Jesus Christ. Xbox, Series X? Yeah, Series X. Yeah, those just went... There's some more pre-orders available for those on Best oh, Buy. Oh, I, I already have, I have mine pre-ordered, like, paid, paid oh, off. Yeah, well, I'm just saying, like, because those are going live, maybe... Because PlayStation already said they'd have some more before launch and, of course, at launch, but... I think those might be going live soon if Microsoft is putting some of those live now as well. So maybe the PS4 will come to you soon because that fucking sucks and not fair at all. Yeah. So like I decided to try like fully double down on my uh, Amazon pre-order, which was not, which is on a different account. Not even, not even on my, my uh, prime account. Oh, wow. Jeez. So I had to, uh, um, I put, I was, Paying it off via credit, so like I took, um, I was like, you know how it works with on Amazon with the reloading, like your credit balance. Oh yes, yes, I've seen that. Yeah, where it gives you like a a few de- denominations mm-hmm. to choose from, and then the custom one. Mm-hmm. Each time I put in a custom one, Amazon called my house. Was I've because, never even heard of that. Yeah. This is what caused my uh, Series X, my first pre-order, to get canceled because they thought it was someone who they thought it was someone infiltrating my account. Huh. So my brother comes in, just says, "Tell them to talk to them," and then they, I, every single time I proceeded to add money, I get got called. Wow. So, and then and then, like the payments kept getting declined. And the orders would end up get, getting canceled. It's fucking wild. So I decided. So like it was, it was originally four four thirty four forty nine, but then I added two day shipping, so I pushed up about four four fifty. Missing that prime. So I, after the attempts I had made, like after the successful attempts, it was about two fifty nine. So I decided to say, fuck it. I'm sending my from one account to another, like my my main account to my alternate account, uh, a $260 uh, gift card 
like an e-gift <laughs> card. Okay, and I respect that. I click redeem, and it turns out I was still logged in as the account I sent it as. Oh god! So I so I got I fucked myself, and so I frantically uh, go to Amazon customer support, and they unredeemed it. They applied it to the account I asked them to, and yeah, PS5 is now paid off. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I'm glad this had a happy story. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, I was like frantically, like, th- it was basically the P- the PS5 pre-order disaster re- all over again. <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. I was like, please don't let this end and you don't have a system, because that would fucking suck. Yeah, because I, like, I literally pre-ordered, like, a... A week or two after, or a few weeks after, after I pre-ordered the PS5, I pre-ordered uh, Miles Morales, like the Shoot. Ultimate Edition. Shoot, at this point, there's no going back then. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, but I'm debating whether or not, like, my parents said I could choose which one, like, I could choose one to have as, I can, one I can immediately set up, one I, can, I could use, I can have as a Christmas gift, mm. because... They want to make me feel bad. <laughs> and I mean, say, yeah. I mean, I I see where they're coming from. Like, it's a big. It's they're they're both big gifts. Mm-hmm. Certainly, certainly. But also, so, yeah. Go ahead. No, you 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 go ahead. I, I was gonna say, like, it's also probably pretty overwhelming, especially considering we're gonna play so many games on PS Five, like uh, Miles Morales, Dark Souls, Sackboy. Hopefully, Destruction All-Stars, if that game ends up being good, because we haven't seen gameplay of it. But, yeah, there's a lot to play over there, where Xbox, there's not new stuff to play, but there's just the possibilities of playing your old stuff on there so much more exciting. So, it could just be overwhelming to get all that on one day and then just lose your mind. So, maybe it's best to have one month with one and then another month with the other and then live in harmony that way. Yeah, because, like, I remember when uh, I was doing a podcast, like, back, back in 2013, when the consoles when the ps4 and xbox one first launched hmm. i w- it was just i barely remember anything from that day that let's just say <laughs> let's, let's just leave it at that it was it was so overwhelming that like i remember i remember that i only remember because i was doing a podcast at the, at, at the same time oh god this is back before i was professional like <laughs> when i was still like oh i'll do my i'll, I'll do whatever this happened so i'll just record while doing this <laughs> yeah. So like it was I mean the podcast can't be found anymore because it was host, it was hosted on the VGU site back in 2013. Ah. Okay, yeah. That's, I only remember that's it the history. I only remember it because I went back to whether via the Wayback Machine and found uh it was Lunchtime Adventures oh. where uh Josh Mobley, Constantine and myself were talking about like conspiracy theory stuff, uh Coast to Coast AM mothman hmm. okay a lot of classics type stuff in there <laughs> the, yeah this is it was yeah i missed those days <laughs> yeah lots of nostalgia there lots of nostalgia but um i think let's see if i can make this segue work speaking of nostalgia what's one of the games that you've been playing because one's older than the other i guess that's my in that i'll take well actually i was, actually, I was gonna say considering how the run how, how one of these games runs on the series x Ooh, that's a. I might as well bring it up here, and that game is Fallout Four. Yeah, bingo. Yeah. So, what brings you back to Fallout Four? I assume you're playing on PC, right? Uh, yeah. I'm. I restarted playing. Restarted my playthrough. 
or not restart my playthrough. I just went back to my playthrough after I installed some mods that I was really having trouble with manually installing. Okay. Right, I respect that. PC game is a bitch sometimes, <laughs> as Greg Miller once said. Like I installed one, like one of the mods I installed that I just put in the podcast chat. Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, I I saw a video on this one like last week where it just yeah. makes the skill points more like Fallout Three. Yeah, it brings back. It makes yeah, it just makes it more user friendly. Yeah, certainly. And doesn't feel like a radical departure. Yeah, I can get down with this right here. So, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't play much because it, it was not running that great. Then again, I do have over 200 mods installed. Oh, that'll do it. <laughs> but something I seem to have, like, at one of the Fallout groups I'm in, mm-hmm. someone made, like, a... Uh, someone took the map of Fallout 4 mm-hmm. and did, like, a coded area, like, coded, like, marked areas on the map where, like, for, like, one color, it'll run great. One color, or next color, it'll, it'll run decent. Uh, final color, it'll just run horribly. Jesus. And I was in one of the areas where they said it runs horribly. And, uh, yeah, it runs... It, it was, like, getting really choppy um, and sluggish. Now, now, is this this specific mod with the skill points, that's the one that's causing this? Or is it just, like, no, in combination with everything? I think it was in combination with the mods and just the game in general. Uh, yeah, the... You know, we always say Bethesda games are notorious for buggy engines and whatnot, but it's one of those examples where it's really coming it's really coming down hard on our systems here. Well, I was doing uh, one of the... I'm still doing the Minutemen quests. Oh, okay. You're early in, I guess. Oh, yeah, you did say you just restarted, huh? So I had to do the one for the Grey Garden, the, ro- the robot, uh, the, the robot uh, farmers. Mm-hmm. And like you have to, you have to fix the water water supply. Oh, okay. I vaguely remember that one. Yeah. So like I'm fighting a bunch of uh, mirelurks, and I sh- start shooting one, and it starts rising up in the air. God. In- in- inside of like an underground building. What? Did it just go through the ceiling? Yeah. Jesus Christ. And then it came back, and as I was shooting at it, it started going back up. <laughs> God, that's something to admire or lurk. Yeah. This is, it, Fallout 4 is such a broken mess. Yeah, it's a broken mess, but it's our broken mess. The broken mess we've probably put dozens of hours into collectively. But yeah, I, I will say I, I am excited to go back to Fallout 4. I'm hoping once PlayStation 5 comes out, I'm hoping that's one of these games that's going to get boosted with frame rates or just give me something. I really just want frame rates just increased, but... Just give me something with Fallout 4, man. That's one game where I've been thinking about going back to that for ages. And I actually went back and played some of the DLC, and I was having a lot of fun. And then hopped off to go play, I think, Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> so I, I haven't come back to it since. But give me a reason to play these old games, Sony. Um, Xbox already doing that, so, you know, good on them. And PC is eternal. But, yeah, that's that's well, what I'm hoping for. Sounds good, though. Well, speaking of PC, one mm-hmm. of the other reasons I was, I was I've been playing on PC lately... Or I only play on PC. Uh, mods, like, uh, remember how I was telling you about with Fallout New Vegas? There was a like that New California, uh, like gigantic mod. 
Yes, they, they're like still doing updates of it too, I believe. Yeah, well, there's more mods, like more mods for the for Fallout Four are working, like are being worked on, like um, Fallout Four: The Capital Wasteland, hmm. uh, Fallout Miami, Fallout UK. I'm not sure if it's UK. Fallout, Fallout London. Yeah, I was about to say Fallout London sounds more brandy. <laughs> and then the big one, Fallout Four: New Vegas. Yeah, that one I'm super interested in because like that they, could. Whew. They show they sh- they made like a sizzle reel, mm-hmm. and oh man, I saw a lot of people sharing. It might be that video, but a lot of people were sharing around some Fallout mod, and I think it was a New Vegas mod. But I thought I read it as New Vegas too, when really it's just New Vegas being ported into the Fallout Four engine, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That. Honestly, I'm excited for that, and I want to see how that turns out so I can get my hands on it. Because I do own Fallout 4 on PC. It's just, you know, played it on PS4 first. But what I'm not concerned about but wondering, we, we've already talked about Bethesda's now part of Xbox. What could it mean for now that Obsidian's under that umbrella as well? Yes, that's the video I've been seeing around. I didn't actually watch it, uh, but yeah, this it looks really good. Yeah, he just shared the video in chat, audience. So that's that's what I'm reacting to. But yeah, I am wondering if if fan projects like these possibly could get shut down because now that Obsidian and Bethesda are under the same umbrella, what's stopping them from putting out a New Vegas, if not a full on sequel, at least like a remake to just kick the tires and make sure people still want a New Vegas style thing? Because then it could go back, maybe. If oh God, if New Vegas just had the combat of Fallout Four, and oh, the, yeah. and yeah. the slightly increased polish of Fallout Four, remove all the bugs that you couldn't get to in the two year development cycle, and I think I think that could be just a great game on its own. <laughs> that could be on the level of a Final Fantasy VII remake or Resident Evil Two. I think it could definitely be on that level if they did that. But I mean, th- yeah, uh, Josh Short Sawyer, who was who is a legend of the games industry who was i think he 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 had a big role on fallout new vegas mm-hmm. there were there were a whole bunch of features that weren't be able to be implemented because of the technical limitations at the time so so maybe they could finally implement some of that stuff well with the series x if it if it was a series x and pc, PC release i think it could it could happen but yeah I mean, certainly by now, I, I doubt if if this thing's even happening, it'd be several years to the point where I doubt there'd even be an Xbox One version. But and that's another thing I've thought about with these fast hard drive speeds and everything. There will never be a Bethesda game that we'll ever play ever again that requires us to, like, click a door and then wait for the room to load. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I, never, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Everything's going to be seamless because that's always the thing that sticks out so much when. When you get into big environments, I remember in Fallout 4, I freaked out so much because they had so many bigger environments that you could just walk around seamlessly without having to load. And now that might be a thing in the past entirely. So that's about to be buck wild. I can't wait for that. So, yeah, there, there's a lot to look forward to in this next generation. I don't know how God, it's, it's really going to get weird when we look at um how the how am I going to say how PC games are going to have to adapt to this. Because, yes, PC has the same availability to these these super fast hard drives as anybody else, but that's going to be expensive, and it won't necessarily be standardized. 
So I'm wondering, all right, how are they going to take that and still make sure it works everywhere without changing the game too much? So I'm just interested to see how they're going to work it. I don't know how they will, but, you know, time will only tell on that one. But yeah, that's... Yeah, and when it comes to what you're saying about the mod being stopped, like the whole season season desisted, Mm -hmm. it technically was. Oh. And that's only because they were using the original voices. Oh, okay. So they had to go re-record stuff. So, like, the original voice actors, they were just using the same files. Hmm. And they, Fallout 4 New Vegas is, like, they re, they did all new voices, but they sound very, very much like the original, like the, 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 the real voices. Okay. Huh. That might be a good kind of cut down the middle way to get around it. I don't know. I guess we'll see. And plus, I, I only feel like that cease and desist thing would happen most likely because now that they've taken out the voices, they're safe. But I still think it could get removed if they ever decide to do a project that is basically the same thing as this project. So, you know, time will tell on that one. I'm hopeful that we get, you know, something in some f- official capacity on this, but I'm not going to hold my breath because what I think Avowed is still coming out from uh, Obsidian and... Uh, avowed um josh josh sawyer's uh next project which he hasn't had that hasn't been announced yet oh wow yeah that that too um and um the other the, i can't i can't think of it what is it not pillars of eternity um outer worlds 2 i don't know if they're actually working on that but i'm sure that's something they want to get to oh Trish? no i was thinking of, i was thinking of grounded oh <laughs> grounded okay i forget grounded's even a thing honestly feels like that game came out people are like it's interesting but it's not done yet and then forgot about it so you know i'm sure grounded will turn out fine in like a year or two um so yeah all those games and of course bethesda's worried about skyrim or not skyrim uh elder scrolls 6 and whatever the next uh thing is after starfield and all that stuff so everybody's got a bunch of things on their plate so i'm not gonna hold my breath on that one um but <laughs> I was going to say, speaking of holding my breath, how about speaking of taking my breath away? This next game is one that I've been playing a lot of, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up here. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone. Um, this is a game, of course, I play every Call of Duty. I've talked about it. And I think I've talked about my impressions on the Blackout Spade last episode. So if you want to hear that, you can check that out if you want to know what I think about Cold War. But Call of Duty Warzone... I don't know for whatever reason. I think it's because I've been watching a lot more YouTubers who play Warzone. And so I'm just getting used to seeing that. Usually I don't play Warzone because, oh, I died. Okay, now the match is over and I have to wait all these wait all these minutes to get to another match. And it's just it's a really long and tedious process just to get to the good part, which is the gameplay. And so I usually don't float to Warzone that much. But I've been playing a little bit more of it just because I've been seeing other people be good at it. And I'm like, well, I play a lot of multiplayer. Maybe I'll be good at it, too. And playing the regular Warzone, not so much. (laughs) Like, I'm lucky to get, like, a kill or two. And then I get popped in the back without noticing it. And that's it for me. So it just doesn't feel very satisfying. And not that it feels unfair. It just doesn't feel like I am not set up to succeed on the same level as everyone else. So it's just not a very rewarding mode, the traditional one. But even even though I put Call of Duty Warzone on here like two days ago or whatever, I actually 
have played the Halloween variant of it because Ooh. they're yeah. Now I don't know if you've seen the trailer for this stuff at all for the Halloween update that they put into Call of Duty. Uh, no, I'll check it right now. Yeah, I mean it's it's not it's nothing too much different. They added a couple new modes. They basically added Halloween skins onto everything, like not the weapons, but like all of the game modes are like. Like, for example, in Kill Confirmed, where you kill them and got to pick up their dog tags for the kill to count towards your team, instead of dog tags, they're like spooky pumpkins now. And in any game, ooh, okay, I just saw a tweet that was spicy. Um, in any game that you play, if you get a three kill streak or higher, well, once you get a three kill streak, your head turns into a pumpkin. And then once you get like a 10 kill streak, your pumpkin head is on fire. <laughs> At like a jack-o'-lantern, but more aggressive. Kind of more like a sweet tooth type flame. Um, and that's for across all modes. So if you're doing real well, you're easily identifiable. Uh, and so that's fun. Uh, they've added some new cosmetics in there. There's a, there's a bundle you can buy to get a costume from the Saw movies. You can dress up as, Zig, as Jigsaw. Um, or Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. So if you're into horror, that stuff's cool. But what I'm digging is the new modes. Um, they have a mode called Gunfight, which is basically their gunfight mode, where it's very small maps, uh, intimate teams. It's like, what, 3v3 and instant deaths. I really enjoy that mode. It's, um, how do I say it? It's only slightly different. Uh, it's just like they changed the skin. It's kind of like in Domination, where they've changed the flags instead of it being flags you're capturing. It's scarecrows with blood dripping off of them. So it's just little creepy things like that. But relating back to Warzone itself, there's a war. There's now Zombie Royale in there, and basically what that amounts to is usually in Warzone when you die, you're either out of the game if you die very late, or in the first like half of the game or so, there's a gulag, and then you get transported to the gulag, and then it's a one v one match, and whoever wins that match wins their right to go back into the game. In Zombie Royale, there is no gulag. You die. You come back as a zombie, and then it is on you to either kill one of the other regular soldier players uh, and then take their syringe or just find a syringe on the map. Uh, whenever a player is either turned into a zombie or when they're killed as a zombie, thus leaving them from the match entirely, um, they drop a syringe. And then once you collect two syringes, you are put back into the match. And thankfully, you keep your you keep your same loadout that you had when you died. And all that stuff is the same. And I really enjoy this mode because instead of it feeling like, oh, man, I died. Now I got to sit here for forever. It feels like there's a lot more opportunity to not only do stuff after you've died, but more opportunities to come back. Because if you're a zombie, you don't necessarily have to take out another uh, enemy soldier to be able to come back. If somebody else died, like off the, like somewhere off to the side, and they've already been eliminated, their syringe is just lying there to be taken. So you can just collect two random syringes on the map and just come back without having to punch anybody. Um, and of course, zombies are melee only, which you know is obvious. Hopefully, um, and they do have little abilities. You can throw a gas grenade and an EMP grenade as a zombie, which is not realistic at all. And plus, they have a super high jump, so you can jump over like skyscrapers and stuff as a zombie. It's yeah, I, I was mm -hmm. watching and I saw the, well, at first I saw the dick move that the two guys did where they got into the train or the way the trailer was plotted out where the guy makes it to the train, but they, they, they close the doors. 
Yeah. <laughs> and just he turns around and there's like a whole bunch of zombies just looking at him. Yeah, I saw that too. I I actually I think the subway trains are automated, so I don't think they close the doors themselves. But still, sucks for that guy. <laughs> But yeah, it's just situations like that are definitely scary. But even that guy, he'll come back as a zombie. He can get a, he can get all his stuff back eventually. So it's not the end of the world. And I really appreciate that because sometimes I'm not always good at the gulag. And if I lose the gulag, it's really, I don't know, demoralizing to get popped. And it's like, well, that's the match. Now I got to wait here for two more minutes before I'm dropping again. Um, but here you're constantly... The only thing that's a little bit difficult is once you're in that final circle, because the zombies are impervious to the smoke, like the little radius that's shrinking the map, uh, you can run around as a zombie on the outskirts forever and ever and ever. But the win condition is whoever the last squad is with at least one person in their squad, still a human, they win. So you can still have 20 million zombies on the map as long as there's only one human soldier still left. They are the winner, uh, but it takes a while. Like we, uh, when I played uh, the squad that I got matched up in, we placed ninth, but it took us a good 15, 20 minutes of just dying, coming back as zombies, dying, coming back at zombies, and then being successful, and then finally getting some kills, and then we, we're on a streak, and then it gets all taken out because somebody dips, and then we're all like switching out being zombies, and then we're trying to revive. It's like a whole thing. It's like more of a back and forth rather than just a boom, you're dead, that's it. And I really appreciate that because then it makes you feel like you can get back into the action and have a fighting chance more often. So yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I'm going to play some more of it. And I can already tell you this isn't the only Halloween mode that I'm looking forward to trying out because I didn't watch the trailer yet. But, you know, I, I stay in the Titanfall 2 subreddit and someone posted an image from the latest trailer from Apex Legends and their Halloween event, which starts tomorrow. And there's wall running <laughs> in the Halloween event, which is just like, oh, my God. They're already adding mechanics from Titanfall 2 in here. What's up? What's something's about to happen? I'm already getting like tingly, man. So I'm definitely going to try that out just to see what that's about. So, yeah, really enjoying the I think Haunting of Verdansk is what the uh, Call of Duty Halloween event is called. You can hop in there. They have a bunch of different cosmetics that you can earn for free. Some new weapons, some new charms, camos, all that stuff. So go ahead and give it a shot. It's uh, pretty good stuff. So yeah, that's all I got on that one. Um, I now I want you to tell me why you've been playing the next game on your list, <laughs> if you want to give us that in just a minute, because I know you're typing something in the doc right now. So I'm just gonna continue to say a couple more words until I see that things have been changed around and everything's working. <laughs> okay, so I will tell you why I'm playing. Tell me why. Bingo. <laughs> that was, I was setting that up. Everybody finally got here to pay off on that. <laughs> so as, uh, as it, when I first saw the, uh, when, it, when the game was first revealed, was it last E3? Mm, I, or was, or it not, year? was it not this year? I want to say it was this year. When was tell me why I announced? I'm going to type that up. Well, it, um, mm-hmm. Tell me why it's been on my mind lately, because numerous people have been saying I should play it. Yeah, because you're Mr. Life is Strange, so I think we said on the last episode, I think Jess told you, yeah, you should play this. <laughs> yeah, and I 
recorded the gameplay too, so I'm gonna have to chop that up later. Ooh, excellent. Yeah, that video file turned out to be nearly 20 gigs. <laughs> Welcome to my world, man. That's what this Titanfall 2 Let's Play I'm doing too. It's it's huge. How long was your Titanfall video? So the Titan. So I'm basically just taking all of my streams that I've been doing and cutting those up, and I'm doing like a, I'm doing each video is just one mission. And I think each video that I've put out so far is like 45 minutes to an hour and 15 minutes. Uh, here, I can check them in the folder real quick here. The uh, Tell Me Why Chapter 1 uh, video file was two hours. And like well, two hours or 20, min- 20 minutes. Wait, it was two hours long and it's 20 gigs? Yeah, I think it could be that my, the settings I have with the Xbox, like with game DVR. Yeah, because that's that's really high quality. Well, the game it it is beautiful. Well, that's good. You better be earning that. <laughs> yeah, like I was a little I was a little worried early on when, uh, like the game starts off with uh Tyler uh in at the police uh like the police office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that the that's the main or I guess is one of the main characters? I believe that's the trans character. Yeah. Okay, yes. And it's her confessing to a murder. Or not murder. More of a self-defense. So manslaughter? Sort of. But <laughs> okay. she's she's just a kid, so... Oh, okay. So at that point, doesn't really... Well, I don't she, know. Can't be held accountable? Juvenile, uh, basically juvie. Oh, jeez. For about ten years. Ooh, wow! Okay. So it starts that way. Well, it sort of starts and ends that way. Jesus you start Christ. you start off with her, with the character, the main character, or one of the main characters, being interviewed, or being like being processed, sort of, mm-hmm. saying that they went, or like child version of Tyler said that they went into, or they went to see that she showed their their mom their haircut, and she pulled the gun on them. Oh, jeez. So, and, and Tyler responds with that they, uh, that mm-hmm. in self-defense, stab the mother. So, basically, this is a, ooh, wait, okay, you haven't played the rest of that game, so I was about to, not a spoiler, but I was about to say something that I'm not going to say anymore. <laughs> if you've played games of this year, folks, listening, you can imagine what I'm thinking of, what scene I'm thinking of, but I'm going to just stay silent. But, so... Yeah. Sounds like it's getting intense right off the bat, which I don't think I expected from Don't Nod. Yeah, I was getting, I was, I was expecting this. This is sort of like the antithesis of Life is Strange 2's opening. Mm-hmm. Like eventually, when you go and see what, like again, I've only played the first chapter. Like there's two, there's two more left. Yeah, it's sort of the antithesis antithesis of uh, the main characters, uh, the death of a key figure in the main characters' lives. In Love Strange too. Hmm. Where is it like done much slower? Is it like a slower paced thing, or is it just a completely different thing overall? Uh, it's while they subvert your expectations and what really happened. Hmm. Hmm. Like the way the episode, or not the episode. I, I'm so used to you calling you them episodes. It, you can call it episode. It's three episodes. By the end of the story, mm-hmm. or the first part of the story. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You, they re, they go, they flash back to the night of the mother's death, and 
Do they like show you what really happened? Yeah, well, there's a scene before the end of the the episode where you you see a uh, like a horror a horror figure. Hmm. I wonder what that means. Basically, he's all in all in black, and it's basically like the like in the character the the figure appears in the flashback as well. Mm-hmm. And it's basically one of the boogeymen that the two char- that one of the characters m- created. Oh, okay. Because th- for most of the first part, you're in the old house going through things, and uh, I'm not sure if this is actual. I mean, I don't think this is really. I'm not sure if this is true, but mm-hmm. because of Allison and Tyler's twin um, dynamic, they can see and f- old memories literally oh okay i guess so, that's a supernatural aspect yeah and they also have the twin speak where mm. like they can they have like they they'll t- they can talk to each other each other like it's kind of like esp type thing yeah hmm. okay some mary kate nashley action going on <laughs> so i made some bad bad decisions because it's my first time playing the game you, you live by, and learn I know. I I made a according to Graydon. I made a big mistake by siding with the cop. Well, <laughs> I could have told you that if this game's realistic. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but hey. they mm-hmm. the way they end up wrapping up the episode, it is very not what like not what you not what you're, what you're thinking. Oh, okay. Subverting expectations. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, I really gotta. I gotta try out. Tell me why. Um, I will say though, speaking of uh, don't not stuff, that uh, I've decided that since I'm finishing up my Titanfall two streams this coming Monday, because I I've been playing through them all on master difficulty. I have two more levels left. After that, I'm just gonna do an episode of Life is Strange Before the Storm uh, per stream. I, I think that'll be what like an hour or two. That that might be like an hour or two per episode, so I think that'll be good. And then that'll be my next set of stuff. So then I can get through that. Then I can finally get the Life of Strange two, and then I can finally get two. Tell me why. So yeah, I, I really got to catch up on a lot of these, and even the like. Oh, excuse me, uh, some smaller indie games that I'm interested in, like still haven't gotten around to Hades, still haven't gotten around to Going Under, still haven't gotten around to what Raji's out on all platforms now. It's yeah. just so much to play. Uh, so yeah, I- I'm definitely looking forward to. It. I'm glad that uh, tell me why it's hitting the spot. Uh, it seems like is this one you think you're gonna binge or one you think you need a breath or two in between each episode? I'm gonna need like a break or two, like in between uh, playthroughs. Yeah, because I, I'm still feeling it, like the effect, <laughs> the effects of playing that game. And there's a, there's like there are different pu- puzzle elements, like uh. Allison and Tyler, like, the one thing they say about their mother was that as horrible as she was, she at least let, let us embrace, like, let them embrace their artistic side. So they they had, a like, a notebook full of story short stories they did. Hmm. Okay. It's nice. Like, yeah, and you have to read, go through, uh, like, the lock on uh, the, the mother's door. You have mm-hmm. the option to force it open or simply read the but read the past like the the stories and find out which like what the code or what the uh combination is hmm okay 
that's an interesting way to do it. I don't know. It seems like I, I feel like the thing that a lot of us were afraid of with this game was that it was just going to be another, you know, trauma of a minority game again. And it seems like it is diving into trauma, but the trauma isn't, you know, the fact that they're trans. So it sounds like it's still I don't know if tasteful is the word that I have any authority to use, but it sounds like it might be, you know, not falling into those tropes, possibly. Um, so, yeah, it def like I said, it sounds really interesting, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of the specialness of this is kind of got to play it to know if it's good. <laughs> Cause you can you can give me a plot summary all you want, but I'm just like, mm, I gotta see it for myself. Unless you're gonna like, unless you suddenly start talking and you're the voice actor's characters, <laughs> and it's like an audio diary or something. Would that be good? well? Mm -hmm. There there is a section where you have to. You're going out to a store at where you're like one the the I think the owner or something was like the mother's best like only friend, mm -hmm. and you have to get like a series of. You have to remember a bunch of stuff, basically. And I have crap memory, so I I didn't do so well. And I just end up yelling at the character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And I, I also like the way they handle the, like, the, uh, like, the, did you do this factor? Oh, like, like, for the, like the telltale thing where they show you your choices later? Yeah, like, they'll have, uh, like, Tyler, what, I, I, I kind of, I, I went, I yelled at the person, or my character, Allison uh, yelled at the character because she was trying to push uh, conversion therapy for Tyler. Oh boy, jeez! And it, in the credit, in like the credits, or in the post credits, it was like in the, it, Tyler really appreciated that you stuck up for him like that. That's... And then there's, and then when I made the when I sided with the cop, it was like. The cop agreed, uh, is, was happy that you started with him. I don't know. It's hmm. I'm I'm not gonna do any lo like I'm not gonna do a plot check so I yeah. can like just basically cheat and just do this, <laughs> do a perfect 100% perfect run like we all did with um who's the character in Life is Strange one <laughs> that would have died oh, Kate, Kate yeah yeah Kate Marsh yeah <laughs> not pull a Kate Marsh like I think I did and everyone else did I did. Yeah, me too. I paused that shit and looked up a guide instantly. Oh no, no. I mean, actually, I and I kind I didn't. I, I, oh, I chose. Well, the thing I like, I wasn't sure how. Like, I I played the episode, mm -hmm. and rewound rewound to the point where I could. I sh like when you're in the the diner. Yeah, and you can either go with Chloe or take uh, or like answer the call with um, Kate. I rewound time to the point where I could have talked to her, but just saw, said, thought to myself, nah, and I still feel horrible about it. Damn, fam. <laughs> the the choices we could only make if we had the chance to go back in time. Well, hey, man, it sounds like, it, despite all of that, it sounds like you're lucky to play this this fantastic tale. Uh, speaking of tales... Ah, that one, that one was really, <laughs> that one was really stretched. I'm not even going to lie. Um, so yeah, speaking of tales, we'll go on and get to the last game that we've been playing this week. And that is from me, Super Lucky's Tale. Um, now I've brought this one up in previous episodes of the show, so I don't want to harp on this too much, but Super, Super Lucky's Tale continues to be a great game. 
Now, I have been playing it on PC because I was like, oh, higher frame rates, PCs, everything, blah, blah, blah. And then I was playing it and I honestly, I'm tired of sitting in this damn computer chair. <laughs> so I'm just like, man, I really want to like sit on the couch so I can be on the TV because I feel like I've been playing a lot of my games either on PC or on Switch or my Vita through remote play. I just feel like I've been doing that a lot. And then because the TV's right behind my desk, I really can just turn my computer chair and play at it. But I just got tired of sitting in the chair. So I was like, is Super Lucky's Tale on Xbox? And sure enough, it was, which I kind of knew that was the case. But I wanted to see if it was still a high frame rate. Looked it up, 4K 60 FPS. I'm like, all right, bet. <laughs> so installed that, got back into it, played another couple of levels in there. And that game's still fun, still great, still super vibrantly colorful, still super endearing characters. It's just, um, I feel like I'm coming, actually, I don't know if I feel like I'm coming to a close with it because it's hard to tell. Uh, it, it's set up kind of like traditional uh, 3D platformers, I guess, where you get a series of levels and then you get a hub level for each region. Um, and I'm in the hub level right now of a new region that I just got to. I really appreciate the creativity because the one that I just left from before this was just a bunch of wrestling sloth monks that what? yeah they like the whole level is like it's like the desert level so it's like sandy deserts and like sandy beaches like sand is like the the core quirk but all the characters in this in this hub are sloths and they're all wearing like monk outfits and they're like very like saying the monk things and doing the monk movements but then when you talk to them they're like yeah we're monks but we also wrestle for peace or whatever <laughs> like instead of meditating they wrestle <laughs> so it's super weird and they're every time you talk to them they're like oh yeah what's up dude we love peace and we're gonna we're gonna meditate hardcore and then they like body slam each other it's super bizarre and then even the levels themselves despite ooh. Okay, apparently Gamefly members can pre-order a PlayStation 5 bundle. Too bad it sold out. Anyway, um, but yeah, you get, into the, <laughs> you get into the levels, and they're, like, even more bizarre. There's one level that's just all watermelon. Like, the entire concept of the level is you're cutting through watermelon, and you can... Because Super Lucky still has a mechanic where you can, like, burrow under the ground. And in this watermelon level, when you're on a watermelon, you can't burrow through the rind. But if it's already cut open, you can burrow through the red part. And you're just taking advantage of that to dodge saws and to get coins and so all this stuff. It's just very bizarre in a way where it's like, in a way where I imagine, I haven't played Super Mario Brothers 3, but people always talk about how that game aesthetically just had a lot of weird clashing things that didn't make sense for the aesthetics we already associated with Mario. Um, that's what Super, Super Lucky's Tale feels like, where every level is like a new aesthetic, a new vibe, a new thing. And they all play very similarly, but it's just like, okay, why are there why are there giant industrial saws cutting these like building-sized watermelons? Like, there's no lore for it. It's just fun. <laughs> it's just like a stupid thing. And then, of course, one of my favorite things that I've seen in this game yet is you finally beat that the hub world with the wrestling sloths. And at the end, they're like, you finally beat the boss and then he dies. And then the, the sloths come up and they're like, you know what? We we practice peace and everything so much. Maybe the one flaw in our ideology is the fact that we like wrestling. Maybe we shouldn't wrestle for violence anymore. And then another sloth is like, yeah, maybe we should wrestle dot, dot, dot for entertainment. 
like some type of wrestling federation. <laughs> like they straight up say some line like that. It's super dumb. And this is all like text boxes. So it's it's not actually voice acted, sadly. But man, like just seeing that bit, I'm like, that's actually pretty cute. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It's, it's your classic. I, I would say it's like a Ratchet and Clank-like, but Ratchet and Clank is quite a it's bit. It's own thing. Yeah. Well, Ratchet and Clank is just more complex than this game. Because literally all you do in this game, you have an attack to like hit enemies or whatever, but 90% of this game is jumping. And there's a couple puzzles you can solve, but most of the puzzles are side things, so you don't actually need to do them to get through the game. You can just run, jump, slide, and burrow under things to get through the entire game. It's super simple. It's probably made for kids, if I'm honest, but I'm having so much fun with it, I don't really mind. And I, I've i gone through like four or five hubs now. I have a feeling I have to be towards the end. Maybe there's like two or three hub worlds left, but... I'm having a blast with it. I'm hoping that'll be the next game that I beat because at this point I'm just coming to terms with the fact that Persona 5 will always be in the background. <laughs> like I'll, I'll chip away at it here and there, but I can never, I'm never going to devote a month to that game exclusively like it probably deserves. So I, I'm chipping away at that in the background, but I think Lucky's Tale is going to be the next one that I actually try to beat and then what next week is Watch Dogs Legion. So we'll see what goes there because I have that pre-order and it's coming. So we'll see what happens next week. But yeah, that's everything I've been playing. Any questions on Lucky's Tale before we uh, pop to the main top? Uh, no, but it turns out that uh, Gamefly PS5 bundle was $800 and went, went out of sale, went, was out, like basically sold out within minutes. <laughs> wow. It, you know what? It, I'm understanding because it was just a it was a PS5 which is already 500 but I'm looking at the Wario 60 I think we're looking at the same tweets probably um, yeah yeah apparently it not only came so it came with the ultimate edition of Spider-Man Miles Morales and a second controller and nine months of Gamefly with it so it, it seems like something where if you were already going to buy some Gamefly why not bundle an entire console with it I guess is their thinking um I don't know. It's strange. Uh, God. And I, even if I wanted to, I couldn't because I'm still banned from them. Wait, r- really? From yep. I, I feel like you've told this on the show before, but I don't I remember. Have. Long story short, what happened again? Uh, there were some financial irregularities. What the fuck? Like using different cards and stuff? No. Um, I tried to... Something happened with my bank where they... Uh, I'm trying... They, it was had to do something, something with the fraud department. Oh, it, it, they took it to the fraud department of the actual bank. That's a, a level of intensity. Yeah, Citibank is not that great. <laughs> yeah, man. You know what they say. City folk just don't get it. Uh, <laughs> that's a FarmersOnly.com slogan. Uh, I don't know why I have that in my head. Um, but yeah, that whole Gamefly thing. I'm, I've been thinking about it more and more. I really do think I want to get a PS5 at launch, but especially I've had some things pop up this week to where I don't feel comfortable spending more money than I need to. So I'm not about to pre-order a PS5, but goddamn man, I'm I'm feeling that missing out syndrome. What is it called? FOMO? Failure? Yeah. F- yeah. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Thank you. Fear of missing out. That's what I was thinking of. I'm feeling that pretty hardcore. 
and I'm just not ready for when this thing drops and everyone's, oh man, look at all these. Even if it ends up not being everything I want, it's going to be a lot of new things. And oh, I just, I just remember this mm-hmm. just because of looking at the, that Wario tweet. Um, the thing that made me even like when my PS5, my, when the first pre-order got canceled, I felt I felt like I was like it was the end of the world because, or it was going to be in, like insult to injury, uh, because I like my one of the orders was like my pending offer or pending orders or open orders. Yeah, is uh, the Dual Sense charging station station? Hmm. Yeah, it's probably getting sent out soon. I know those are coming on the thirtieth of October. And I also just basically to test this whole thing, or to test the whole like paying by credit. Mm-hmm. I pre-ordered AC Valhalla for Xbox Xbox One Series X, mm-hmm. and apparently I have two orders, for, two Xbox orders for uh, Cyberpunk. Jeez. Okay. Probably. Probably don't need both of them, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, I don't and know. It's been, it's been what three years since um, since the game I'm going to talk about has got got announced, but mm-hmm. Biomutant still there, huh? Ooh. Still, still delivery day pending. Bro, let me tell you, I have my pre order <laughs> for Biomutant. I pre ordered. There was a random day where the special edition of Biomutant, I think it's like 120 bucks. They were selling it for sixty dollars. So, I have that. I've had it for like eight months now, and there's still no release date on that game. So God only fuck. <gasps> oh my God. Okay, God only knows what's gonna happen there. But I just saw something very interesting. I'm just gonna bring this up real quick before we get to the actual topic that we're here for. Have you sure. seen Have you seen this Ubisoft Connect stuff? Uh, no. Okay, so Ubisoft Connect. So you know how they have the U play points and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. So they're they're for the next generation. They're just taking that system out entirely. It doesn't matter. You play points, blah blah blah. None of that stuff matters. And they have a new system called Ubisoft Connect. It's going to be their one network for all, is what they're saying. So now, pretty much what they're promising is all future Ubisoft games will all have crossplay if they're multiplayer games. So you don't have to worry about title by title basis. It's just crossplay across the board. And apparently, keep your progression on all devices. So for all future releases, you you is it on Switch? Is it on PS4? Is it on PC? It's one save everywhere, and you just bounce from game to game. I thought you were gonna say, or I thought you were gonna follow with, and they're doing an EA playstyle thing. Because <laughs> if they did, I would have just just broken something because I I just re-upped to uh, UPlay Plus. <laughs> nah. Thankfully, Uplay Plus is still a thing if you're on PC. You can get all their games, what, 15 bucks a month. So that's still there. But just this this concept right here is actually pretty incredible because they, they've I, – because I was reading up on this earlier, and the only reason I stopped in my tracks now is because I didn't realize it would bring your single-player saves along as well, which is crazy because I was reading it and certain games aren't supported. Like all the old games, they're just not going to worry about. So like, here, I had the list up earlier, but like Far Cry 5, Far Cry Primal, Watch Dogs 1, 2, you know, those games, pretty much all that stuff isn't going to come back, uh, isn't going to go forward with this new system. And they also said that, so you know all the little rewards you can get with your little Uplay coins? 
like yeah yeah where they have like oh you get this costume in watchdogs or or this sword in assassins all of that stuff for all the games that aren't supported by ubisoft connect all those games that are old all of that stuff is free so if you were ever curious to get an assassin's creed origins and try out that sword but you didn't have any uplay coins all the swords in that store are now unlocked so you can go ahead and check that out um but i want to see what games they were so i can speak with authority because this is actually pretty fucking crazy if you ask me the fact that you uh what is it called cross save is going to be ubiquitous between all ubisoft titles going forward starting with watchdogs legion actually that is so exciting okay so all the games that support it going forward are going to be assassin's creed odyssey which is great because i haven't even started that game yet which is awesome uh for honor ghost recon breakpoint Hyperscape, Steep, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege, and the Division 2. Dude, I can bring my Division 2 progress over to uh from PS4 over to PC. And I can take mine from and I can do the reverse. Yeah, man. That's fucking incredible. <laughs> That's gonna dude. Ah man. I hope this is one of those like setting standard things, you know? Where now that Ubisoft is doing this and other when other companies are not doing it, people are going to be like, all right, we're going to have to step up because really it's that cross. The cross save thing is what's crazy because cross play. That's great. Cross save. Holy shit. I can really play wherever I want without any regard. Well, any regard for where I'm playing. It doesn't matter anymore. It's just the games that matter, which is fucking incredible, man. So is it me or these types of this, this, this type, this type of thing? It always happens when we're podcast we're recording. <laughs> it feels like it. it. It does feel like it. it. It's similar to when we did the PS5 episode and things were being and- announced while we were recording. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I should have. I honestly, I probably should have just looked harder at this because, like I said, I was reading up about this before we recorded, like an hour before we recorded, almost. And I was like, okay, this seems fine, but you know, it's not a big deal. No, I should have looked closer. It's more than just crossplay. It's cross save as well, which is fucking crazy. Immortals Phoenix, dude. I might fuck around and buy Immortals on Switch. <laughs> you mean Gods of Monsters? Yeah, I, 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 I fucked up the bit, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Oh fucking. Oh well, it's fine. Uh, yeah, I might buy that game again on Switch because I love the. I want to play on PS4 for the or you know on console for the higher frame rates and whatnot. But that also looked like a great game to just play on the go. Now I don't have to choose. That's, oh, man. This is so great. This is so exciting. And give us give it like five years. EA is going to be on this. And Titanfall 3 will be playable anywhere <laughs> with the save going everywhere. So I don't have to put another 100 hours into the PC version. Oh, man. This is just great, man. I love when norms are getting broken. I fuck with it heavy. It's, it's, it's an exciting time. Um but yeah, did you have anything else to say about this before we get into the actual topic? Um, I'm really hoping that uh, Titanfall three rumor is a is turns out to be true. Is there a, a new Titanfall three rumor on the horizon right now? Yeah, uh, apparent like the I th- I'm not sure if it's the new one or it's the same one that's being recycled, like mm-hmm. on the uh, gaming leaks and rumors subreddit. Yeah, where like the uh, another uh, is either the same or it's either one or two Apex Legends leakers. Have have been saying that Timefall Three is going to get announced soon. Oh, huh. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, the only reason I don't know about that is 
because well you have the what is it called the medal of honor vr game that's about to come out in december on my birthday for christ's sake so they have that they just put out fallen order last year and apex is still going strong unless they announce it like early next year that's the most possibility i can see but i don't think they want to take away from the gusto that is going to be uh what uh the medal of honor game that's just also my opinion. The, they opened respawn studios la oh yeah that's recently right like yeah the, i think that's that's i think the star wars games are gonna be like the fallen order stuff is gonna be out of that studio so maybe that frees up some of the other people hmm okay that might be i don't know i might have something to get excited about but i'm i'm not gonna i refuse to get excited before i see something that's what i'm gonna say because then i can enjoy watching the emmett reacts dude reacts i emmett Emmett seeing the (laughs) time fall three reveal Jesus Christ. I hope they I hope it's during like the game awards or something cuz the game awards is right before the Medal of Honor game comes out. So, yeah. That could be a good one and I I'm already thinking about streaming my watching of the game awards anyway and if that happens, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. All right, I'm about, I'm getting misty eyed thinking about it. So let me calm myself down. Um, we're going to switch over to the next one, uh to the to the story that we actually want to get to which is Oscar bait in games. Uh, so basically, here's where this stemmed from. I was listening to PS I Love You this week. You know, over there at Kind of Funny, those guys are great. And Blessing and Greg were talking about uh, a reader question that came in. Forgot the young man's name who wrote the question in. But it, on, on an earlier episode, it came up the idea of Oscar bait in games. Oscar bait, for those of y'all who might not know, are just like in the Oscars when a movie is very obviously made to be considered for Oscar uh, for the Oscar awards. So like people, you don't make, you don't make the Avengers to get an Oscar, but you do make something like, I don't know. uh, Schindler's list is definitely like an Oscar bait type movie because it's like, it's depressing. It's dark. All the performances are serious. It's a lot of like acting it's a lot of like high art, like capital A acting, capital A art. Like it's like very aggressive stuff. It's not your fun popcorn slot around. It, it, it's not meant to necessarily, it's still meant to be, it's meant to have broad appeal, but broad appeal because it's supposed to be powerful. So that's basically what an Oscar bait type movie would be. And their question was, they didn't think that uh, games like that existed in you know the current discourse right now they 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 were asking if games like that come out if there's even such a thing as an oscar bait type game and i'm just just for the sake of this because games don't win oscars i would just say awards bait that seems a little bit more apt but um basically their whole conversation on it i didn't agree with the premise of it because i was like hey i think games are already coming out that definitely fall into this category of award bait um we have a couple examples here, but I want to ask you, Al, before we even get to our examples, um, what do you consider, like, when you think of a game that's like awards bait, what are, like, the qualities of them that you think of when you hear that phrase? Um, frankly, to be honest, um, games like Enslaved, hmm. games like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this next game and I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm not trying to say anything negative, but 
Horizon. Yeah, I I feel you on that. Uh, basically, games that get that are, but then there are cert- there are other games that sort of are the other side where they're sort of they're the they're they're games that should be Oscar bait but aren't because they're not. I mean, they're marketed with a lot of high praise, but mm. games like uh, Life is Strange. Hmm. Okay. Games like well, those are like more smaller, I guess, so they don't have like quite the wide reach, so they can't like. I mean, they have they they have Square and Enix. I mean, yeah, they have Square Enix, but I'd argue that a game like Life is Strange, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, how do I say this? That's like when I'm trying to think of a good example. This is like when Walking Dead won Game of the Year that one year. Where, oh yeah, yeah. Where yes, The Walking Dead was massive because of the show, but think of the game that is Walking Dead, which is effectively even not though even, it's not not mm-hmm. even related, just really related in name only. Yeah, exactly. It's not related to the show much, but you think of the game that is Walking Dead. The actual gameplay of it is an adventure. It's pretty much set up like an adventure game, um, if if not just a little bit simplified or a lot bit simplified. Um, so to think that that game would blow up to the point where it could win game of the year at the game awards that year over stuff like, I mean, what was that? 2013. And that was way earlier. Hold up. Uh, walking dead. 2012 of the year. Yeah, it might be 2012 game awards. I need to type in game awards. Yeah, it was, trying to... it, was, it was 2012. Okay. Yeah. 2012. I'm trying to see what it was up against so I can make my argument. Uh, Mass Effect 3 okay. was definitely one of them. Mass Effect 3 is it's that caliber of game. I guess that's what I'm really trying to get at, where when you think of when you think of game of the year, what pops into my head is, you know, we'll go ahead and incorporate some of our picks here because that's going to make this conversation go a little bit smoother. Um, I think of games like uh, The Last of Us Part 2 or even Part 1 um god of war 2018 i think of games like that because those are designed to be easily consumed and have everything that they're trying to do unique and new all of that is put into the narrative so um i when i think of like the last of us for example last of us part two yes they did some cool daring things with the narrative and a lot of that stuff i actually like and i think it resonated well but at the end of the day, that game is a shoot 'em up, stealth 'em up, very easily easy to consume game. Same thing with God of War. God of War is a slash 'em up, hack 'em up, loot 'em up, upgrade 'em up type game. Those genres are very easy to consume and very are very like broad type things. But when you look at a Walking Dead, the fact that that one, I feel like that's kind of a more subversive thing. And I think the Walking Dead is more the category that I would put Life is Strange into. Um, especially when Life is Strange doesn't even have the brand power of The Walking Dead to go off of. That game has to stand completely alone as its own thing. And it does, and it's become a great classic since, but I wouldn't see it as a as an as an award bait title because it seems like a more genuine artistic uh like some someone's trying to do something unique and artistic with it rather than, oh, I'm gonna make something really heartstring tuggy with some gameplay that everyone else does and we're gonna make a million dollars you know what i mean yeah 
yeah, that's just kind of the vibe I get. So, I mean, you have a couple of picks here too. So, what about what about some of your games kind of fall into those categories in your opinion? Okay, so Jedi Fallen Order. Okay. Oh yeah, that's definitely one. <laughs> yeah, like the one the the games I chose are one or I chose were ones that were very mainstream that mm. the global collective consciousness knew about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. mm-hmm. with with Jedi Fallen Order, aside from the aside from the whole point of or aside from like it should have been a minority or it should have been something something less bland as just a a ginger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, true. I'm I'm saying this as a ginger. <laughs> I mean, everyone was hoping they would make some alien as the main character. That that still would fucking rule, but eh, not today. Yeah, um, the game is very short, mm. but like there, there's a like the op- the fir- the opening minutes of the game has sort of like an uncharted type of opening where oh yeah certainly where like where Cal's like he's looking out on the horizon and it it's it's not so su- it's sort so, sort of subtly telling saying you're about to have an adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely has that vibe to it. It kind of just gives you. It's like that classic vibe of of adventure where going back to even stuff like Indiana Jones and even things before that, it's tapping into that same type of it's, it's tapping into that same tool set of let's give them a classic adventure. Let's not shake it up too much. Let's not do anything too crazy. Um, so, yeah, I think that's definitely Jedi Fallen Order really falls into it, because even though I, I know earlier I said the thing about The Walking Dead and how I feel like that's a little bit more. Um, subversive of the tropes you get in an award bait game but jedi fallen order feels so much like it because even the story itself is like about hope (laughs) and it's like this very uplifting thing that feels genuinely star wars but it also feels like all right something say again Uh, it feels like an original story yes i mean because it is an original story but (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's an original story, but it also just feels like it's designed to evoke joyful emotion. Like, even even without spoiling it, and I know the trailers and things have already spoiled this moment, but at, even at the most threatened you ever are in the game, that moment is more of a moment of excitement than dread. You know what I mean? Like, right at the end? Yeah, and actually, I had the, mo- the most hopeful... Uh, the most... The most joy I had in the game was any interactions with BD1. Yeah, see, you got the nice little comical sidekick here too. It's like, of course you're gonna have, of course you're gonna have like a like game it ha- that it has just... all the set pieces of a, of basically a Star Wars mm-hmm. adventure and yeah. easy to understand gameplay. <laughs> not not switching anything up in that in that context. Like, you know, the combat works well. The climbing though very very much so uncharted uh it all works well like that game's just designed to be i guess inoffensive is the word i might be looking for where because when i think of something that isn't awards bait i think of something that is obtuse intentionally uh like near automata near automata i think is legitimately one of the greatest games ever made probably um if not top 10 it's definitely up there in the top like 25 maybe but that game i don't think you could ever call it awards bait because 
it's it's just so expressive in the weirdness of its ideas and the fact that it asks you to play the game three times to see its actual ending like that alone is crazy and then you take all of the quirks of the mechanics and the fact that you could straight up delete the hud on accident and just screw yourself over and never know when you need to heal (laughs) like i don't know if you knew that about the game no no, i never knew that yeah they because because you're playing as an android you have a chip system and you have a chip for literally everything. So you have a chip for you have a chip for your health. You have a chip for like when you walk over something and it has a little heads up display of 10 credits, pick up the credits or 20, 20 health, pick up the health. You can there's a chip that you can delete and it removes that heads up display. You can remove each element of the HUD and you that might sound stupid, but you're collecting chips as well and then You'll get a chip that's like, oh, you get faster movement speed if you have this chip installed, or you get you get health regeneration if you have this chip installed, or a, a wider window to d- hit your slow mo dodge. So once you start getting all these chips, and you're like, man, I really want to have all these chips, but do I really need the mini map? <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you delete that chip, and then you put in a new chip, so now you can swing your sword faster, and it's like, great. But where the fuck am I going? It's like you could purposely fuck over yourself in that game. And I I appreciate that freedom. I think that's really cool. But you would never see that in a game that's shooting to be the quote unquote game of the year because they don't want you to have an unpleasant experience. And I think that's just the main through line through a lot of these games. Agreed. Yeah. Now I want to I want to get to this the, our last games that we've put here. You put GTA Five and I put GTA Four. <laughs> Now I want to hear what you what you're saying about GTA Five that makes you think this falls into the category. GTA Five is it appeals to pretty much everyone except kids. Well, I think kids. <laughs> I think kids. I haven't seen any kids that played. I've played GTA Five, but I, I think if I went and searched for online multiplayer video, I could probably hear them. <laughs> I'm certain there's some children playing GTA Five. I guarantee that. Better or worse. <laughs> uh, considering how much money the the game made in sales from the fact that it's been going on for now technically three generations mm-hmm. that's another thing that's wild i don't know if you've seen that meme where it's like grand theft there's been three grand theft autos on one generation now we have one grand theft auto for three generations <laughs> yeah it's like jesus christ but uh, yeah as you were saying it it feels like a movie mm-hmm. that's that's fair I, and, I, if, and if more specifically, it feels like a, a movie that that has been pushed out to get an award, to like to basically seek and claim all all awards possible. Huh. Okay. Interesting. See, I whew, I kind of feel the opposite, or maybe not completely the opposite. I can see where you're coming from in that. It's highly polished and it's saying a lot of social commentary and all that stuff. Like the story itself, I can see being like an award worthy story. But my my thing with the story, and I've said this before, everyone in Grand Theft Auto V is mad at the world and just angry and unpleasant to watch. (laughs) Like, Yeah. yeah, that's kind of the fun of it, I guess. But it's also like, God, everyone fucking sucks. And so that's why I put Grand Theft Auto 4 on there because, yes, they're even in Grand Theft Auto 4, they're all criminals, but that game feels so much more like we're trying to tell a serious story about a man with a dark past who is coming to America. And the fact that 
think about how up, not, maybe not obtuse, but think about how like um, I'm trying to think, like in the Oscars, whenever a, a movie wins, it's either the most middle of the road type of movie that just makes honestly white audiences feel good, like Green Book. I don't know if you've heard of Green Book, the movie. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I actually had to watch it for class, and I was like, man, this is this is some. It wasn't even bad. It was just like unnecessary. <laughs> and so you get some movies like Green Book or better yet, Crash is an even better example of this like middle of the road. Oh, it's just going to be just going to be we're going to talk about race in America, but in a way that isn't going to hurt your feelings. And now what we've been seeing more recently is that these more intimate personal stories of even if it's not about America, but these more personal stories from uh different types of creators like you know jordan peele won a bunch of awards for get out uh what moonlight won best picture that year uh oh man i'm sorry i'm sorry to cut you off but yeah i just just loved how everyone the fake out (laughs) how everyone everyone excited for la la land they're like yes yes it it happened oh what (laughs) what do you mean it didn't win (laughs) (laughs) and they all stayed on stage at that point i would have been like nah bro I'm going to walk to their chair and give them this award so I can get my ass out of the camera because <laughs> that's embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, just stuff like that. I think I think Grand Theft Auto 4 is kind of hinting more in towards that direction because those more intimate stories of unique experiences that you aren't going to get from everybody in the country. I think that's more what's trending. And so when I see a game like Grand Theft Auto 4 with the immigrant story and with all those you know special things there. I think that is what's more likely to garner awards and to get praise. And yes, that did win Game of the Year as well. When, when that, oh wait, no, was it Grand Theft Auto Four? Because I know Grand Theft Auto Five, I think also won Game of the Year. Let's just look up Spike TV Game of the Year winners. <laughs> Spike. I do, I do remember um, when GTA Four like was re- re- like getting closer to, to being released back in two thousand eight. Uh, it was a big IGN gave it a 10 and like they released it as like a special gta 4 podcast all right here we are we're good (laughs) i'm not an idiot i got it working all right so once again another snafu sorry about that ladies and gentlemen but yeah i i think now that i have the list of winners up japan okay spike tv game awards that's all i need where where okay famitsu I literally, there's an article on Wikipedia called Game of the Year Awards, and it's just every Game of the Year award from every outlet, all in one place, Um, which is not quite what I want, but is maybe what I'm only going to get. The Oh, the Game Awards, formerly Spike Video Game. Okay, excellent. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto V won Game of the Year that year, and Grand Theft Auto IV also won Game of the Year that year. So... I guess because it's Grand Theft Auto, it's immediately going to be the most appealing thing to the to a general audience. So everyone's going to play it already. But for me, Grand Theft Auto Five felt like I don't know. It felt repulsive in a way that I don't think general audiences would have liked if it wasn't Grand Theft Auto. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because everything, because the tone of that game was just so like mean and cynical. I don't think people would have fucked with it as heavy as they would have if it was like any other game from any other developer with any other uh title 
Um, but we're going to follow four. That's more of a like, we're just here for the American dream, but we're not cynical on America yet. We know we know things are fucked up and we're learning just how fucked up they are through the story. But it's still like a little bit more hopeful, a little bit more optimistic, a little bit more classical. So, yeah, that's that's my opinion on that. So I, I understand where you're coming from. I actually didn't. I was really interested to see how you would have defended that. But now I'm I'm understanding you a little more on that one. So, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to even say about this topic, because this <laughs> admittedly, it's a smaller topic. But, hey, we talked about you play connect for like 10 minutes. So there's your extra time on that. But, yeah, any other things to say about award bait games? Do you I'll, I'll ask this question real quick. Do you enjoy games that fall into this category more so than other types of titles? Or are you more like on the fringes of things that, you know, mainstream might not eat up? Uh, I'm more of a, I'm not, I mean, games like Horizon, games like Red Dead Redemption 2, games like God of War, I, I kind of lose interest after, after playing, like after playing a bunch of hours. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. It's more of like how a game will, or back like 13 years ago, back in 2007, mm -hmm. if it was, uh, if it was Halo 3. I'd be like, hell yeah, fuck yeah, this is this is my game of the year. <laughs> Fair enough. After at, after at a certain point, um, I started focusing less on having fun and how games, how the games were affecting me, like emotionally. Hmm. Okay. So. So it's more like emotional impact is what you weigh more than like impeccable gameplay and whatnot. Yeah. So, uh, uh Gamersitch. When we were doing our Game of the Year awards in 2010, I pushed for uh, Red Dead Redemption to win. Hmm. Okay. Even though uh, the the EIC of the of the site wanted kept pleading his case for Mass Effect 2, but I just hmm. kept I just kept saying and saying, "No, it has to be Red Dead." Yeah. The and I been made. and I convinced the rest of the staff to like I. Basically showed them why I was so hell bent on it, mm -hmm. like the like the literal redemption of John Marston. Oh yeah, eh, I I don't know if it. I, this is another point entirely, but I feel like the redemption arc of the sequel is much better than the first game. But at that time, it was a it was a revolution. So I definitely feel you on that. And then when I like when the Telltale games started coming, like started releasing. It started. It's it started a slow burn process that then just blew up like a nuke when I played Life is Strange for the first time. Oh god, <laughs> that kind of just like set it all off. The fuse was burning. Yeah, it was like it was just waiting to be uh, sparked. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I feel you on that. I I feel like I'm kind of on maybe not the complete opposite, but on a separate. It's a lot different for me because I look at my favorite games of all time and I feel like it's kind of an even split down the middle where uh, I tend to I honestly I tend to prioritize gameplay over everything. If a game is fun, I will overlook a bland story, bland characters. Shoot, I just beat Dark Void this year. So like if it's fun, I don't give a shit. So that tends to be what I focus on. But looking at my favorite games, 
when a game does have the emotional story, the deep characters, when it does have that stuff, it does tend to resonate with me. If it is, you know, if it does resonate, it resonates. So, you know, in the case of every game, like I played Mass Effect 2 and spoiler alert it's nowhere to be found on my top 100 games of all time so it, it, it sometimes things just don't hit and that's totally fine but the gameplay man that even the gameplay of mass uh, effect yeah. 2 the gameplay of mass effect 2 isn't bad but it's just not like you know at, for third person shooters it's not the greatest first third person shooter so i'm not sticking around for that either so I think a game just really has to go ham in one of these two categories for me to fuck with it. And sometimes those categories don't always match with the typical awards bait type of qualities. But Horizon definitely matches up to that. Last of Us definitely matches up to that. Red Dead 2, they all definitely match up to that. So sometimes I'm susceptible to it. Sometimes I'm not. I guess it just depends on the title. And... Yeah, we got we got a lot more titles that are probably going to fall into that category or not in the coming months. So I'm looking forward to it. So, yeah, I think that wraps up the conversation on that one. Um, if not, you... we, should, mm-hmm. we should just wrap it so Craig doesn't <laughs> crash for the third time. Exactly. I'm really like freaking out because we're we're on a wire's edge here with Craig. So hopefully he doesn't crash again. So we're going to go ahead and start doing the housekeeping of the show now. Um, so here's some things that you can check out on the site. Um, so VGU TV, VGU.TV uh, has another episode of Win. That's another joint from you. Uh, bring back Bubba Bub- Snack. No, bring back Bubniak. The, the, the original vo- uh, vo- face of Peter Parker. Oh, okay. <laughs> I no, thought Spider-Gate. Yeah, yeah Spider-Gate. Okay, I understand now. But I... I looked at that and I thought it was a Hooba Stank mixed with Bug Snacks <laughs> reference. And I was like, what the hell goes on on that show? Because <laughs> I haven't it listened is, to that episode. It is just madness because uh, Graydon, let's just say that for the past two episodes, I've had to put in the, when I posted, uh, I've had to, I have to make some allusion to technical difficulties. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, may, I may have to do the whole Audacity recording on his end mm-hmm. yeah that's <laughs> that can be a little bit frustrating but hey man we'll get through it a little bit we'll get through it um speaking of things to get through i we talked about persona 5 earlier uh the first time i played it was on stream and i went in and captured that stream and put it up on the youtube channel so by the time you guys are listening to this you'll be able to watch the entire my entire what first three and a half hours of persona 5 royal um my first persona game ever just playing it reacting straight to it uh i really enjoyed that stream so hopefully you guys will enjoy watching it back it's a long one i know and then pretty soon you'll have the titanfall 2 ones i'm thinking for the titanfall 2 streams i'm thinking of doing those every friday and once i get around to life is strange soon after i might start putting those up I don't know if I'll put them up every Friday or if I'll double it up on another day of the week. So stay tuned on that. There'll be some more videos coming from me on that on that note. Then we also have Life is Strange Part 4 or Episode 4 Part 2 where you're still playing through Life is Strange uh, with your Let's Play there. What else? And then we have 
Let's Beat Telltale Guardians of the Galaxy Part 11, which is a continuation of that Let's Play as well. We play a lot of Telltale games and Telltale style games on this channel, apparently. Um, it's all good, though. Now, I have this here. Hypertime the Podcast is already on Episode 3 by the time you're listening to this. Episode 1 and 2 should... Actually, 2 might not be out by the time you're listening to this. I think 1 is on YouTube. Um, so I say I'm, I'm talking about Hyper Time the Podcast Episode 1 because now it is on YouTube. So if you wanted to listen to it on YouTube, you can. I've noticed that not many people watch the YouTube videos. So for this podcast, I've just kept it on the feeds. But if you want to listen to it on YouTube, you can listen to Hyper Time there. Um, also, uh, Smallville Chronicles, Freak and Promise. I, is this over there with the uh, Phantom Zone folks? Yeah, uh a horror based a horror centric episode sort of ooh and then the uh Lex Lex and Lana getting married oh <laughs> that's pleasant now now that you're saying spooky stuff i should maybe think about doing an episode of these where we talk about horror games since halloween is next week <laughs> oh well yeah. wait i won't, i won't mind that by the time so by the time this comes out how by the time if we record next week, by the time that next week's episode would come out, it would already be past Halloween. But I think I'm going to go ahead and say fuck it and try to see if I can set something up. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned on that. I'm not going to make any guarantees because guarantees blow up in my face, but I'm looking into it. You know, we got Jess in here. I do want to get some more people in here. So we're definitely going to get that. And I still got to get MC Fixer on this bitch. So we're going to we're going to make some things happen. So, yeah, Uh We'll look at that one. Uh, so, yeah, go ahead and look at Smallville Chronicles for that one. Listen to that episode. And the latest episode of Hyper Time, the podcast, should be out by now. Episode three, All-Star Comics number three. Uh, I know that's a joint with you and Josh. Yeah, we we go crazy over the comics from about 80 years ago. <laughs> hey, and man. Yeah. Josh, Josh hates a certain character. And we're, we revisited all-star comics and josh still hates that character even more oh boy well i'll say especially right now if you're gonna pick something to freak out about from 80 years ago that might be a good one because there's plenty of things to be mad about from 80 years ago <laughs> and we're learning more and more every day especially if you're listening to a bunch of npr podcasts about world history that i'm listening to it's a lot. Anyway, before we get off into a tangent and Craig kills us, um, that's all we have for the housekeeping. Uh, once again, y'all, thank y'all for watching. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for supporting in any way possible. Uh, I'll go ahead and give a heads up. I might that. Uh, what is it? The Kanan Lynch three article that I've talked about. Oh, God, I forgot something. <laughs> I forgot okay. something to add to the doc. Here's another housekeeping thing. I forgot that this came out. Um over at the Super Entertainment System podcast. Uh, no, the new... Fuck, what is it called? The new Super Entertainment System podcast? I was on a podcast this week. <laughs> Some friends invited me on, and now I can't think of the name of their godforsaken show. What's wrong with me? Uh, I'm scrolling through my Twitter timeline because it came out like two days ago, so give me just a minute. I'm scrolling through my tweets. Here we are. The new Entertainment System podcast podcast uh over there from nate and cam uh they invited me on basically what that show is you get on there 
and hypothetically create a random game based off of a bunch of randomly selected components and we have to make sense of it we made a super giant game that was a minesweeper clone about sports people so, so it's it's a it's a uh, fantasy it's a, you're creating a game but with mad libs honestly yes <laughs> it's like mad libs but instead of filling in the blanks you get the things that go in the blanks and have to write the story around it <laughs> So, yeah, that's what we did. We we did that and we also made a Soul Calibur game from Yoko Taro. So, oh man, that oh man, I I'd love to play that. Yeah, that we had some ideas. So, definitely listen to that one. That will be linked down there um in the description as well. I can't believe I almost forgot that. How bad of a podcast person am I? Um we're all supposed to lift each other and I'm forgetting my shit. Um, so anyway, that will be in the description. You guys can check that out there. That one's a shorter one too. So, you know, you can get in, get out and get what you need, I guess. Anyway, that's it from me. Um, that's it from both of us, I believe. Uh, thank you all for hopping on today. It's been a good one. When hasn't it been one? <laughs> right now? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's always a good one. It's always a swell time with good folks. You know what I mean? And speaking of good folks, go ahead and talk to yours because we're about to stop talking ourselves. That was a shitty segue. Let's hop off before my brain deteriorates. Get, get out and vote. Ex- oh, God. Get out and vote. Yes. And also, um, if you're voting by mail, don't feel bad about bringing up Ballotpedia and checking up all your representatives because usually I just vote for the same Democrats all the time. But I'm like, yo, there's like 10 people here. Let's see if they have differing opinions, and then you might find somebody who aligns with you politically a little bit more, and then you vote for them. So do your research. Get out, vote, but also, if you have the time and you're voting at home, go ahead and take advantage of that extra time. So yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Because I tried I tried doing that with my mail, home, mail at home ballot, and then my dumb ass was like, oh, there's, six, there's 16 options for this one selection. That must mean I got to circle two, right? And then, no, I, I was only supposed to circle once, and I have to go in person anyway. Um, but it's all good in the hood. So we're going to go ahead and bounce out of here. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for supporting. Thank you all for all the things I've said earlier. And as I always say, keep it real. Keep it trill. Take that, Craig. You didn't die before I was able to sign out. <laughs>